Greetings and salutations, fellow Homo sapiens, and welcome to the OG Nerds podcast, where we talk about, I mean, the OG nerds, philosophers. So let's get right into this episode. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the British empiricist uh, John Locke. So basically, um, he believed that we have absolutely nothing in the mind that we have not experienced through the senses. So he believed that there was no such thing as innate knowledge, which very much went against Plato. So basically, he believed that humanity is the center of knowledge. Us, like, humans are the center of knowledge, basically. So his philosophy was a little bit of a mix between epistemology and ethics. He kind of brought them together in a weird mixture. So there were three British empiricists that, like, main British empiricists. Those were Locke, Berkeley, and Hume, which we're only going to talk about Locke. But Locke and Hume were both epistemology And Berkeley is kind of just a philosophy of his own. He's a little bit of everything, and it's a little messy and a little terrifying. So he was born in 1632 and died in 1704. Um, He provided the first comprehensive defense of empiricism. So basically, he was the first philosopher to have a logical defense of for empiricism. So basically, uh, he disagreed with um, so he disagreed with Descartes um, and Spinoza um, epistemologically. It's a great word. Love that word. But basically, um, yeah. Sorry for the music in the ba- background. If you can hear that. But anyway. He was impacted by Bacon, Thomas Hobbes, Richard Boyle, who was a chemist, and Descartes, like Descartes' qualities. So not necessarily his philosophical beliefs, but his qualities. So he influenced John John Stuart Mills, I cannot speak today, the philosophes and American revolutionaries. So there are, so his beliefs in philosophy very much impacted the American Revolution, and nearly 150 years later. So, even after he died, he's, like, he's still impacting people. Like, I wouldn't be talking about him if he wasn't. So, his important writings, he wrote a lot. So, basically, um, a letter concerning toleration in 1689, essay concerning human understanding in 1690, and two treatises of government in 1690, again. So, we're kind of going back to um, his main idea, so that we have no innate knowledge, no ideas whenever we're fetuses, I guess. We'll call each other fetuses. Let's do that. So, his slogan is tabula rasa, which means it's the Latin phrase for blank slate or blank page or empty page. So what this means is that babies do not bring ideas with them into the world. So 
all of our ideas come from our senses and what we perceive. So basically, like I said, no innate ideas, no innate knowledge. But ideas, like sensory ideas from like our sensory experiences, there are two different ones. There are, there's reflection, which is a memory of the sensation and sensation, which is the physical impressions. So say I got burned by a stove. Me feeling that sensation, that would be a sensation idea. Me later remembering I got burned by the stove and remembering that pain would be reflection. But sensation is also, like, it can also be sort of like reflection in some ways, but not really, to be honest. Okay, don't know where I was going there. But reflection, another example of that is phantom pains in amputees. Like, whenever someone gets their arm surgically removed because it was causing them so much pain, they, their brain can sometimes says that their arm is still there and they will feel pain in that arm, but it's actually non-existent. So they feel the pain, but the pain isn't actually there. So he also believed in different qualities of thought. So there's primary thought, which are things that are same universally. So no matter who measured how tall... I was, how tall I was. Uh, some people could get 5'4, some people would get 5'5, five five. some people would get 5'4 half. But nonetheless, I would still be the same height. My height does not change with those measurements. And secondary, so primary and secondary thought. So secondary thought depends on the observer. So basically, color, smell, like anything from the five senses. So I might smell apple pie and I could say it smells good, but someone else might say that it smells bad. The this is secondary I secondary thought because it's our senses. Like everyone has different thoughts, I guess you could put it. But basically He also questioned, can anything be known beyond the five senses? Like, do we really know anything besides what we can perceive with our five senses? Not really. (laughs) That's what he believed. So yeah, there's not a whole lot more on Locke, but yeah, adios.